When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What'd you say? He's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Day three, I guess, of this sham, this witch hunt, the civil fraud trial. Fox News actually has a helicopter shot right now of Trump's caravan on the way to court. It's really pissing me off. I mean, really pissing me off. You know, I miss our next guest. It's uh, It's been a while. He is, in my opinion, the best columnist in the country. He writes for the New York Post. And he's always a great guest when he's on this show, always. And that is my friend Michael Goodwin. Michael, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Sid. Thank you. If you're watching Fox News right now, reminiscent of uh, the O.J. car chase. <laughs> I swear to God. I, and uh, the people at the Knicks game, the, the Knicks are playing the Rockets for the NBA championship, and they all went to the concession stands to watch a white Ford Bronco race down the, the L.A. Expressway. And right now, Fox News, I swear to you, is uh, been on this for a good five minutes now, watching Trump's car on the way to court. On a serious note, though, and we've been over this time and time again, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. If you don't realize, if you don't realize what's happening to President Trump is grotesque and unfair, and much like Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy about a personal vendetta, you are somewhere between naive and stupid and closer to the latter. Yes. Yes, and and I recommend Sid everyone uh, hunt down this uh, video, a campaign video from Letitia James, the attorney general who's brought this case, a video that she did in 2018 when she was running for attorney general, and in it, it goes on for several minutes. She says, "I'm going to get Donald Trump. I'm going to look at his businesses," and so to me, that's. That's grounds for recusal right there. You have no right. She should not be involved in this because you cannot mix a campaign promise with a specific targeting of an individual. At that point, there is no indication there's anything wrong with Donald Trump's businesses. He did a lot of business with the city and the state. Remember the whole 
ice skating rink that the city couldn't fix. A Wolman rink, it. sure. Yes, yeah. I mean, so there are all kinds of things. And for her to run on this platform, now he had been elected president. She calls him an illegitimate president. All of this is in one video. I encourage our listeners to go to it, to track it down on – I saw it on Twitter the other day. I've seen it before, but it, but it came back again because of this case. But it's out there. Look at it and see if you don't think that kills the case, that there, she has no right bringing any such case. And Alvin Bragg, the other case brought by the Manhattan District Attorney about Trump, is similarly a, a political get. It's got nothing to do with any usual carrying out of the law. They are targeting him. Now, that doesn't mean that Donald Trump is a completely innocent man. I'm sure he's done many things that you and I would not like, even though I voted for him, and I suspect you did too. Uh, nonetheless, you cannot have the law enforcement abused yep. so that the powers are weaponized for political purposes. Agreed. And that's what these two New York cases are all about. These are not cases you bring against anybody else. These are people who have targeted him because of his politics. There's no way around it. And just let me add quickly, you know, this is a destructive habit of New York politicians that will kill jobs, will drive away employers. I mean, any, anybody thinking of bringing a business or starting a business in New York better beware. If the attorney general or the district attorney doesn't like your politics, you're going to be held to a different standard under the law than somebody whose politics they like. That's outrageous. That's un-American, and yet it's happening before our eyes. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. And that's why when I see a picture or a selfie in the street of Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg smiling and hugging each other like they're at a high school reunion, I yelled at Eric. I sent him a text. I said, don't do that. Don't do it. I mean, it's bad enough, he said on my show, after the Daniel Penny incident, that he thought that Alvin Bragg did a very, very thorough, uh, you know, investigation. I said, uh, stop it. Stop it, Eric. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying to tell people I like you. Eric was on this show, Michael, uh, last Thursday for 30 minutes, and we had a very intense conversation, very intense. And I made it very, very clear that, you know, you can't tell people you're a sanctuary city and come one, come all, and then a year later, you know, now I'm pissed. You know, Biden and Hochul, and I said, Eric, where was this guy from the very beginning? And he said, listen, 
It is what it is. I'm a very, I'm an intense New Yorker. I wanted to help. And he tried to make the, the example of, well, listen, when your grandparents came, I said, Eric, they came legally. They went to Ellis Island. They didn't end up not vaccinated with money and cell phones and hotel rooms. There's no comparison. But at the end of the day, when I ask you, Michael Goodwin, how you think the mayor has done up to this point with this crisis, your answer is? Terrible. Terrible. Um, look, I, I endorsed Eric Adams when he was running, both in the primary and the general. I voted for him in the primary and the general. I am a registered Democrat. Um, and, and, I th- and I did that because I thought he was the best, the best candidate on crime, that he, he went after the crime issue like nobody else, certainly on the Democratic side. And I thought his experience was, would make him a good police commissioner mayor, that, that he would keep the police always forefront in this. He would, rever- you know, remember how, what nonsense there was under de Blasio, defund the police, and he actually did. He actually did cut their budget. It was kind of a sleight of hand, but this was part of this national anti-police movement. And Eric Adams, to his credit, reversed that when the, within the Democratic primary. He was the only one in that primary whom you could say that about. But I think when you talk about this issue, and there are others, too, the schools are a disaster. The school system is collapsing. Uh, people are, kids are not going to school. Forty percent of kids are chronically absent. They're not going to school. And many of those who do are smoking weed before class. I mean, this is insane, this whole legalization of marijuana, the way it's been rolled out, at least. Uh, but on this migrant issue... Uh, I'm with you 100%, Sid. Go back to July of 22, when Eric Adams first says there are roughly 2,800, I believe, in the city shelters. That was the first we had heard about anything like that. That was the time to blow the whistle because the border was open. It was if you got 2,800 in, you know, at that point, what was it going to be in three months? What was it going to be in six months? You had to look forward. You had to look at the facts and say, they're going to keep coming. What's going to stop them? And then, of course, the governor of Texas trying to make the point that Texas could not stand this, that he wanted the Democrats who run the northern cities, Washington, Chicago, New York, to get on his side and to complain to the president the border had to be closed. Instead, Adams fought the governor of Texas, called him a racist, you know, played the race card, as he too often does. And he's continued to this day to be unclear so on one hand, he'll say, we can't take any more, and then he'll say, let's treat them better. Let's give them free legal services, as he and uh, Governor Hochul said yesterday. $38 million more, which is you know, kind of a, a, a chip on a bonfire of burning the cash that they're going through. <laughs> but it's just all these decisions are welcoming them. You know, as you said, sanctuary city, uh, all all of this, you know, it's just now that he's really fighting the obligation to shelter. What took him so long on that? So I feel like he's been behind the curve every step of the way. And and the problem keeps growing. I mean, when is he going to get in front of it? When is he going to say to Joe Biden, when's he going to lead a march? 
that says shut the border. And if, if the black mayor of New York City were to come out and really run a campaign saying close the border, close the border, we have to, we have to sort this thing out. We have to figure out who is eligible to stay and who is not and who is just gaming the system, which is what the asylum claim has become. It's, it's a way of gaming the system. If the mayor of New York did that, Joe Biden would have no option except to begin to change the policy. But Eric Adams hasn't done that. He doesn't know how to use the power he has, I'm, I'm sorry to say. He could, have, he could have gotten more on the criminal justice front from Governor Hochul when she was running for re-election. She needed his endorsement. He gave it away for nothing, just as she gave away a pay raise to the legislature for nothing. Neither one of them really know how to, use, to leverage the power they have for the good of New York. So you have this one-party system, which I refer to in my column today as political inbreeding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's why people don't marry their cousins and have children, right? Because you get idiots. Well, that's sort of what we're getting politically. We're getting inbred idiots because of the politics. Well, I love this column. New York's lack of leadership is turning the Empire State into the flop of the heap. I'm going to read a little bit of this because it's great. We have like four minutes to go. Maybe Frank Sinatra's famous ode is out of date. Maybe it's no longer true that if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. By the way, that is true, trust me, at least in my profession. What if New York, New York is now a second-way town for losers? That's not a jab at the Yankees and Mets, Jets and Giants, though it certainly applies. The target is the abysmal quality of our political leadership. And you talk about Adams and Hochul, which, by the way, they're both Democrats. Every major blue city has the same issues we've got, whether it's crime, illegals, drugs, bad schools. And again, no coincidence, they're all Democrat-run city and state. So I'm going to say to you what I say to my wife, because Danielle still tells everybody she's a Democrat, even though she disagrees with all of them about just about every policy. I go, stop saying that. You're not a Democrat. Maybe you were 25 years ago when Ed Koch was the mayor. You're not a Democrat. Alan Dershowitz, I'm a Democrat because I care about gay rights. By the way, I do, too. I'm also pro-choice. When are you going to stop saying, Michael Goodwin, you're a registered Democrat, and come to the light side, leave that dark side, come with me, Michael? Please. <laughs> well, listen, I, I vote like an independent, and I have for a very long time. But take, for example, the mayoral primary, right? That's one of the reasons I remain a Democrat. I'm also pro-choice, although I believe there should be limits. Me too. Um, but, but the, you know, I was able to vote for Eric Adams in the Democratic primary because I'm a registered member of the party. And because the primary is so important in a one-party town – that's that's the main reason I keep it that way, although I, it doesn't it doesn't dictate that I'm always going to vote for the Democratic candidate. Uh, far from it. I, I as I say, I vote like an independent. I like that that feeling that I'm free. I'm a free agent. Right. You've got yeah. to win my vote. Right. Uh, right. Well, at the same time, keeping my eligibility for the primary, <laughs> which is so important in so many. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And you even admitted you voted for Trump. So clearly you don't vote just down the D line. Well, no. I got to tell you, it's great to have you back. I miss you the last couple of weeks. I find you to be a fascinating guest. You're a great writer. You're brilliant on the radio. Again, the column is New York's lack of leadership is turning the Empire State into the flop of the heap. It's a must read. As always, Michael Goodwin, great job. Thank you so much. 
My pleasure, Sid. Thank you. You'll be well, okay? Take care. Michael right. Goodwin, New York Post. 